So I don't know what it's been like for you, but for me, the experience of coming out of COVID to the extent that we are opening up has meant that things are speeding up, ramping up. Uh, I just feel myself getting busier in a way that I haven't been in a long time. And I know that that's not the effect for everyone. There have been many, many, many people that the effect of COVID was that ramping up because of challenges that the that the virus brought. Uh, and I'm hearing from some others that that my experience of there having been a sort of quiet and now things getting a little bit loud again. Uh, is, is not unique for just me. For me, just paying attention to this kind of uptick in life activity meant that yesterday when I was uh, working on, on the sharing for today, at this moment, I really appreciated where I realized the day was really full and to come up with a novel sharing yesterday meant adding a kind of stress and anxiety that wasn't mindful, <laughs> that was kind of the antithesis of, of being present to what was happening in my own mind, body, and heart in that moment. So I'm really grateful for the practice to be able to say, ah, enough. I've heard ministers often go back and recycle sermons. So, you know, who <laughs> says I can't do that here too? Um, uh, so this, so what I did is I went back um, a number of years back to look for something that felt relevant uh, to share um, from the past. And ironically, what I came up with the very first talk I opened, just kind of like randomly hit back, open the talk. The very first one I came up with was this need to pay attention to how we slow down and the care and the importance of that. So one framing of mindfulness that I've always appreciated is mindfulness as a spiritual reparenting of ourselves. So this sharing today was really inspired by a talk from Chris McKenna, who was one of my mindful schools teacher. And the, the talk I listened to um, from him he really spelled out what he considered a fundamental base for parenting. With mindfulness and, and kind of being able to check into when our own systems need that kind of care and attention of reparenting, it's really easy to hear how this same base that he spells out for our relationship with our children is the base that is crucial for our relationship with ourselves if we are to open in this way 
it really allows a different kind of well-being right in the midst of life as it is. So Chris McKenna gave this talk at Google on parenting. And in the talk, he shared how parents get really authentically overwhelmed by the stressful demands of life that everyone is facing and then trying to parent with some sanity on top of that. One way he named that most parents try, that many parents try to deal with that is by finding a ton of parenting books, <laughs> checking out one more, one more parenting book from the library or listening to one more parenting talk uh, um, uh, to try to figure this out. Uh, what to do when things aren't going the way we, we, we expect or want them to go to. And he says, really, what's needed, the most fundamental important thing is do you spend unstructured, free-floating time with your child? Do you prioritize this? Just this act of hanging out in the yard, or snuggling up on the couch, or listening to stories with a met, simple, deep enjoyment of being together. He really asked, do you do this in a way that allows a deep imprinting of softening and a felt sense of being with. Being in this deeply relaxed, but awake, attentive, aware, attuned and sense of love. So I don't know if any of you have ever listened to Chris. Uh, he's a great teacher and he is very blunt. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, in his, in his typical blunt way, he said, the most important work of parenting is prioritizing this kind of unstructured time with our children, with that sense of softening, of being with relaxed attention, awareness, sense of love, attunement. He said, if that imprinting is the base of your parenting, then you can layer any technique you want over top of it and you will get somewhere. If you don't have that base, then we're back to spending thousands of dollars each year on therapists, wondering why my kid won't do his homework or my kid is screaming all the time. You get all of these downstream effects because that core need for contact, for attunement, for love, for deactivated, unstructured time is not being met. So 
So the summer that I initially shared this, I remember that summer, and there was a lot up in my family. And I also was able to share that there was a lot of this kind of time that was happening in our home. These little moments, um, my girls were old enough that um, there were these long, late nights of just being together. None of it was neat or clean. <laughs> Everything was not perfect in our house by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it was a lot of mess. And there was a way we had found our way into a base of being together that mattered, that was making a difference. In, in how our family was healing. You know you're in that place when you feel, when you can feel presence. And you can't help but feel into an awareness of mystery of, you know, what is this being that I might call my child in front of me. Sense of awe, of wonder, sense of love. The word sacred really comes to my mind. Those moments when I'm really aware, felt sense of presence, of being with this other, being, this other person. And I love how Chris named this as fundamental to parenting and what I really want to say here is it's not just fundamental to parenting. It's fundamental for our own sense of wellness, wholeness, relationship with our own selves. You don't have to be a parent for any of this to be relevant. There is a way that softening into a tuned, felt presence of loving relationship with their own selves that matters. So our modern American story is absolutely one of being busy and scheduled all the time. Do, 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 you know? I'm sure uh, I see some of y'all nodding. <laughs> And there's a way that when we live our life that way, it is just about as nourishing for our beings as fast food is for our bodies. And in the same way that fast food is so addicted, we get addicted to this, this do state of life in all of its meaninglessness in all of the ways that it is ensnaring for us. There's like this growing realization in neuroscience uh, that's contemplating a modern nervous system set point in our own, our own beings that is somewhere near to fight flight all the time than it is to ease kind of a sort of constant way of living partially triggered. Chris uh, calls it like being stuck in the on position and not being able to shut off 
obviously many factors um, to this, but one is a lack of these deeper moments of attunement with nourishing a base of connectivity, of love, of meaning in our own lives, for ourselves, with our own selves. For many people, this is about nourishing that sense of sacred, of spirituality. Other people understand that in different ways. Whatever words you use, there is a sense of being able to drop in, soften, open up to a belonging, to something that really matters, that's larger than the surface of our lives. And this is the base of mindfulness practice. There is a reason that we keep coming back to this. There's something in this practice that naturally nourishes a hungry part of, our, of ourselves. So I wanna go back to the way Chris spells out his priority for parents and listen to this reframed as a priority for your own sanity, for your own wellness, wholeness, happiness sense of joy, ease, sanity in this world. Where do you have moments that allow a deep imprinting of softening, of being with, deeply relaxed, but with wide awake attention, awareness, attunement, and sense of love? A sense of belonging, and being in the mystery of the universe, however you understand that. When that's not so much a part of your life, what does that feel like? What are the downstream effects in your lived day-to-day moment when that is not so much a part of your life? What's your your version in your own life of being the kid that won't do the homework or is screaming all the time? You know, we all have our our own versions of this. When that is part of your life, what's that change like? What happens with that? How do you support yourself in opening in that direction? Sometimes we have these moments of spontaneous grace where this just opens up and it happens. Or sometimes we find ourselves in circumstances that naturally support this kind of awakening or this kind of opening. But for most of us, this kind of opening in a soft, attuned, attentive, awake way it's really hard earned, is counterculture. It's swimming against the stream of our modern society and the regular daily life that we often live in. So how do we make it a priority that we can offer these possibilities, these openings, these moments where this is a practice for us? I know that that summer um, where we were finding this kind of opening in my family, it didn't just happen. It was, it was, it grew out of many years, a very hard, intentional, supported, growing, learning together. 
practicing of how to soften in a more healing way. So this is one of the gifts of mindfulness of this practice. How do we prioritize taking care of our own base in a way that brings greater ease, well-being to our life and allows us the connectivity that we hunger for? I think I'm going to end with a poem. Um, I shared a little bit of it in the meditation called Hakusai Says from Roger Keyes. Hakusai says, look carefully. He says, pay attention. Notice. He says, keep looking, stay curious. There is no end to seeing. He says, look forward to getting old. He says, keep changing. You just get more who you really are. He says, get stuck, accept it. Repeat yourself as long as it is interesting. He says, keep doing what you love. He says, keep praying. He says, every one of us is a child. Every one of us is ancient. Every one of us has a body. He says, every one of us is frightened. He says, every one of us has to find a way to live with fear. It says, everything is alive. Shells, buildings, people, fish, mountains, trees, wood is alive. Water is alive. Everything has its own life. Everything lives inside us. It says, live with the world inside you. It says it doesn't matter if you draw or write books. It doesn't matter if you saw wood or catch fish. It doesn't matter if you sit at home and stare at the ants on your veranda or the shadows of the trees and the grasses in your garden. It matters that you care. It matters that you feel. It matters that you notice. It matters that life lives through you. Contentment is life living through you. Joy is life living through you. Satisfaction and strength, life living through you. It says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Love, feel, let life take you by the hand. Let life live through you. Thank you.